everyone, and welcome to episode 88 of Mothering Anxiety. Today's episode is Mothering Unmothered. So I will admit, this episode was not an episode that I was anticipating and recording (laughs) this week. I actually already have my episode for this week um, recorded and it was ready to go, but for whatever reason, I had this urge to finally talk about this. And I want to say that it has to do with Mother's Day. (laughs) So by the time that this episode airs, Mother's Day would have been yesterday, right? Um, And I was just going through a lot mentally this week leading up to Mother's Day. And I figured, you know what, since it's kind of happening now, and for whatever reason, I have this like urge to talk about it, maybe I should take the time to finally talk about this. And although the episode that I had planned for this week was going to be a great episode, (laughs) it was one that I have been wanting to record for quite a while and like I finally got to it, Um, I'm not going to question what, uh, you know, what's being told to me, what's being said to me that I need to finally talk about. So we're going to talk about a kind of heavy subject for me. Um, This is just what it's like to mother when you're unmothered. This whole week, um, since like about Tuesday, I want to say, I started to feel like really bad anxiety. Like I would wake up in the morning and I would be fine. And then all of a sudden, sometime during the middle of the day, my heart rate would just like rise and nothing I did was able to like calm it down. And usually when that happens, it's because I don't know, maybe I had too much sugar for breakfast or I had coffee. I don't normally drink coffee, but sometimes... I do. I just, I love the taste of coffee. Okay. And I will get decaf, um, on most days, but like sometimes I just forget to order a decaf. (laughs) Um, and so usually that's how I know I'm like, okay, my heart rate's racing because I just had caffeine, but, um, I didn't have caffeine nor did I eat sugar for breakfast or anything. So I was just wondering like, what is going on? Like, why am I feeling all of this anxiety? And I was just kind of like sitting with my feelings and my thoughts for a little bit. And I'm like, okay, well, what is coming up, right? Because that's that's how I work. I know that my anxiety stems from some sort of event coming up. Like, I want to say that I don't have those like everyday anxieties anymore. I mean, like, yes, do I, of course. But like, most of the time, about 99% of the time, I can pinpoint where my anxiety is coming from. And it's because of some sort of event that's coming up. And I just like sat with my feelings and I kept thinking, I'm like, well, what is coming up? Like, what is it? And then I'm like, okay, well, it's Mother's Day on Sunday, right? And I'm like, well, we've already spent a Mother's Day without my grandma because my grandma passed away. I've already spent a Mother's Day without my mom because I've cut ties since 2020. And I'm like, so why am I feeling this way? And I just kind of sat with it, let myself just like run through every scenario and try and figure everything out. And I realized that I still have a lot of grieving to do. And, um, you know, Mother's Day is just one of those holidays where it it comes out of me. And Mother's Day is just one of those times where I feel that like it's going to be something that I grieve every year, unfortunately. So Mother's Day for us has always been like a day to celebrate our mothers, right? I mean, yes, I know that 
I'm a mother, <laughs> but like, I don't know, for whatever reason, Mother's Day is just not that big of a deal to me. Like, sure, I'm a mom, but I don't feel that like I need a special day to feel special. Like I have my birthday, my anniversary, um, and my husband, you know, he'll buy me flowers and like, that's about it. And honestly, I am a okay with that. I don't need anyone to go above and beyond for me for being a mom. Like I've, I, I don't know, for me, it's like being a mom is a gift all on its own. So like, I don't need a special day. That is just me, my opinion, my mentality. I don't need special treatment on, um, Mother's Day. So Mother's Day for us was always like a time to go and like make our rounds. Um, we would go visit my grandma, give her flowers. We would sometimes visit my mother-in-law and go give her flowers. And then we would go visit my mom and give her flowers. Or like we would somehow do something. Um, my very first Mother's Day, my mom took me to Disneyland with Logan. Logan was just like a few months old. And we did like a whole weekend of it, which was nice. Like we had we had a fun time. Um, you know, Disney has always been just like a special place in our hearts. So like the fact that I was able to celebrate my first Mother's Day with my daughter at Disneyland, even though she was a few months old and she's not going to remember, I'm going to remember <laughs> because it was just such a, um, a special moment. And I want to say the year after that, we did the same thing. I do remember we had like we did a weekend trip at Disneyland, but I don't remember if it was Mother's Day weekend or not. Honestly, I don't <laughs> I don't remember. But um, after that, COVID happened. We were locked down. Um, last year was my first Mother's Day without my grandma. And it didn't hit me. Like, it truly did not hit me until we actually went out to brunch that day. I told my husband, I'm like, you know what? We have been locked down for a little too long. Let's just go eat somewhere. And um, we went to Mother's Day brunch. And at this restaurant that we go to, they have a mariachi. And mariachi is extremely triggering to me um it just reminds me a lot of my childhood in not so good ways so they had this mariachi band playing and they were playing you know like sad songs or like people request songs and someone requested a sad song um amor eterno if anyone knows that song and i remember just like sitting there eating my food and like trying not to cry and it hit me i'm like oh my god like my grandma is dead <laughs> i can't go take flowers to my grandma, right? And I remember coming home and sitting in my bathroom and crying because that's what I do. Um, and just kind of like being sad. I Like it didn't hit me and I didn't realize that it was my first Mother's Day without my grandma. Honestly, it hurt me more that my grandma wasn't with us than um, me not having my own mom around for Mother's Day. Like, I'm not even going to lie about that. I don't even think my own mother, like, came into my mind for Mother's Day. Um, but, you know, this time around, this week, for whatever reason, I guess I finally took the time to grieve not having my own mother for Mother's Day. And I don't think it, like, truly hit me until I was trying to mail someone a Mother's Day gift. So I went to the store to go get a Mother's Day card. And I didn't realize that there was two sections. So I was looking at one section and there were all like cards that like were written um, like that you were supposed to give your mom. So all of them were like, oh, I love you, mom. Or like, oh, thanks for being the best mom or whatever. And I'm like, 
well, I can't give this person that card because they're not my mom. And I'm like, is this the only kind of Mother's Day cards they have? Like, do they not have one where like you're trying to give a gift to like a friend or something? Because I don't want to give this person a card where it says like, I love you, mom. Thanks for being the best mom ever. But like, they're not my mom. <laughs> um, and so I'm like reading these cards, right? Trying to find one that's like written to like a friend. And um, it made me sad because <laughs> I was like, oh, like I'm never going to buy a Mother's Day card for my mother again. Um, and I was like, I don't think I ever gave my mom a Mother's Day card. Not like to be spiteful or anything. It's just like, I think we just gave her like gifts, but like never like had the time to like go buy a card and write it out and whatever. And um, then I remembered that like maybe a few years ago, I would see these like videos that like people would make it was probably like on TikTok or something where it was like someone going to buy a Mother's Day card and it was like oh thanks for always being there for me and being the best mom and then they'd be like nope and then like put it back and then they would find one that would just say like happy Mother's Day and they're like yeah that's perfect um and I started thinking about that because I was like oh that's hilarious because that's something that I would totally do um but you know I, I finally found a, a card it was on the other side of like one that's written to like a friend when you're trying to give them a gift. But as I'm reading these cards, like it just kind of hit me this time around that like I wasn't going to be celebrating Mother's Day with my own mother. Now, to anyone who has cut ties with anyone, the grieving that happens is something like truly indescribable. Like grieving someone that is still alive and and grieving someone that you know is not good for you and someone who you know is not willing to change to keep you in their lives is something completely indescribable. The pain is... Something I truly don't wish on absolutely anyone. I've had to grieve the loss of my grandmother. My grandmother passed away in August of 2020. I cut ties with my mother in November of 2020. And honestly, (laughs) between grieving both of them, I think grieving my own mother, who is still well and alive and is still living her life, has been way more hurtful for me than it was to grieve my own mother, uh, my own grandmother, sorry. And sure, anyone can argue like, well, you know, your grandma's old, (laughs) she was gonna die anyways, like, yeah, 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 of course. But like, my grandmother pretty much took the role of my mother. Um, I was raised by my grandma, I had lived with my grandma all of my life, like, basically, my grandmother was my mother. Um, But it's, It's the fact that, like, I knew that my mother was, like, biologically my mother and knowing that she wasn't the mother that I needed, that just, like, hurts the most. Now, fast forward to me having my own daughter. Um, If you've been kind of listening 
you know that I had a really hard time during my pregnancy with my daughter. And specifically when they said, it's a girl, (laughs) I freaked out even more. Um, I didn't know how to be, okay, well, honestly, I didn't know how to be a mother to either, but (laughs) I didn't know how to be a mother to a daughter because I know that I didn't have the best role models. Um, Was my grandma good to me? Yes, in, you know, about 90% of the time. But my grandmother was horrible to my own mother, which then meant that my own mother was kind of horrible to me, right? So I just kept thinking, like, I'm going to screw this up. Like, how am I supposed to be a mother to a daughter when I never had anyone being a good mother to me as a daughter. Like, and that truly just freaked me out. I'm pretty sure that's where a lot of my depression and my anxiety stemmed from was because I'm like, how am I supposed to do this? How am I supposed to know what to do? Like, I just kept looking and thinking of myself. I'm like, I have the lowest self-esteem anyone could possibly ever have. I've hated myself. I have been depressed. I have dealt with anxiety. I have dealt with suicidal ideation. Like, how am I supposed to bring up another person (laughs) in, in, in this world? Like, how, where am I supposed to get these like motherly instincts from when I was raised by women who didn't have any of these motherly instincts? And this is where the mothering unmothered comes from. Like, I had to learn to be a mother all on my own. I had to learn and figure out how to be better than how I was raised and by the women that were around me because I didn't want my daughter to feel any of that pain or loneliness or worthlessness that I felt growing up. There's a lot of like mixed feelings that come up when you're a mother who was unmothered. I still remember till this day, like holding my newborn daughter in my hands and just like being mad at myself, being mad at myself forever doubting that I could be a mother. Um, But at the same time, I was angry. I was angry because I was holding this precious little six pound thing. My daughter was very tiny when she was born. Um, And I remember just like feeling this like immense love, like automatic, just like, wow, like what is this like this is mine this is what love feels like like this is incredible and then i thought to myself how on earth can people be so cruel and selfish to their own children and this was literally maybe only hours after she was born and i had that revelation like i was like how And I just kept thinking, (laughs) I remember being up all night, like just thinking of like all the wrongdoings my mother ever did to me or all the wrongdoings like my grandmother ever did to my mother. And then just like how, 
How? Like, I knew in that moment that it was my job to protect her from as much as I possibly could. Can I protect her from everything? No, because, you know, life is not meant to be that way. We have to have ups and downs, right? I can't protect her from everything that's unrealistic. But I knew that it was my job to show her love. And that was something that I was like, how did I grow up? And how was I born to women that didn't know how to show love? Like, how are people incapable of love? Like, that that was what was going through my head. I'm like, how are people so so cruel and, and so selfish that you just, you can't love this precious thing that you just gave birth to? And I'm not saying that I was never loved by my mother or that my grandmother never loved my mother or that my grandmother never loved me. Um, I think I talked about this in some episode about there is love because you truly love someone and then there is love out of obligation. And I think that for me, you know, my mother loved me because she was obligated to love me because she was my mother and she gave birth to me. And same thing with my grandmother. Like I know that she loved my mother because she was obligated to love her, right? Um, but there's just like a, a de- like a detachment that like I feel that the children can feel because I felt it. Like I knew that my mother loved me, but it just... It felt that like I was never enough. It felt that like I could never be the person to make her happy. And I tried really hard almost all of my life to 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 make her happy and and to make her feel proud of me and to make her happy, to make her love me. And it wasn't until like recently where I realized like that's that's not my job. My job is not to try and make my mother happy. Like that's that's her job. That's that's her own doing. Like my responsibility is to, to make me happy and her responsibility is to make herself happy. It's honestly hard when you realize that like you're not enough and you will never be enough. Um I know that for me, my daughter is far more than enough for me. Like, there's absolutely nothing in the world she can do that will make me stop unloving her. Like, absolutely nothing she can do. Does she annoy me at times? Yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) Um, Just yesterday, we were at Walmart and she just, like, would not shut up. (laughs) Like... (laughs) She was just there and talking and making all these noises and I just wanted to like run in and run out. I just needed to grab two things for dinner and she was just like, I don't know, just like too much energy for me. And I'm just like, Logan, like you just, you can you stop for a second? Like just like stop for a second, please. Like does she annoy me? Yes. Like, yes, I'm not perfect by any means. Like, but there is like truly nothing in the world that she can do that will make me stop 
loving her or that will make me ever like not want to have her in my life. I have been um, struggling a little bit with like my faith and in terms of like knowing if cutting ties was truly something that I should have done. Uh, because, you know, you, you grow up and it's like honor your mother and your father and stuff. And so I was just like, did I do the right thing, right? And I had spoke to someone um, in my church and um, she asked me like, okay, you know, did you cut ties like with your mother? Like, have you gone like absolutely no contact? And I said, yes, I went no contact with basically everyone in my family. And she said, has your mother tried to reach out to you? And I said, well, no. And so she said, so then your mother went no contact with you too. And I never really like thought about it that way. Like I never thought that like <laughs> at some point or another, like my mother could have reached out to me or, or tried to, to talk to me like Yes, are they blocked? Yes, but like, does she know where I live? Yes. <laughs> does she know my email address? I mean, probably. <laughs> um, but it never really like dawned on me that like, as much as I had gone no contact with my mother, she had done the same to me. And there was just like something painful about that. And I know you can say, like, well, that's a bit hypocritical, don't you think? Because, like, you went no contact. Don't you think you hurt her? And so now that you realize that she did the same to you, now you're hurt, right? And sure, yes. But when you're dealing with toxic people, people with narcissistic traits, I don't think they have the the mental capacity to um, feel <laughs> pain. I mean, I'm sure they do, but you know, like if Logan ever decided like, I'm not going to talk to you anymore, mom, right? I wouldn't just be okay with it. Like I wouldn't just be like, um, all right, bye. And never try and reach out to her. Right. I would try and sit down with her and be like, okay, so so what did I do wrong? How can I change this? How can I fix myself? Like, what do I need to work on in order to keep this relationship going? I wouldn't have just straight out abandoned her too. And I think that's just kind of where it hurt because I realized like she didn't even try she didn't even like want to you know like and it was just kind of like feeling that sense of abandonment again that I felt pretty much all of you know all of my life for anyone who hasn't um cut ties you know you're probably thinking like well you know you did this to yourself so like the pain you're feeling the grief you're feeling like well that you know like what did you expect right but for those of us who have cut ties 
you know what I'm talking about. You know the pain and you know the grief that you go through and 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 you know the anger that comes with it, right? Like the why was I not enough? Like why did you choose to continuously abandon me? Like like why why why? And for those of us who are mothers and are mothering unmothered, you know how you second guess everything, right? You know how you worry all the time and how you're trying to be a better mother than the mother that was given to you, shown to you. You know the guilt that we're always feeling. You know the pressure that we're always feeling. Like, it's just... It's it's just like I don't even have words to put into it. Like I try so hard to show my daughter that I love her every day, that I respect her every day. Um, I let her be her own individual person and I, you know, let her do what she likes in in a sense. (laughs) Um, But, you know, like I just I show her that no matter what. I'm going to be there for her. And it's just, it's hard because I don't know if I'm doing it right because I don't have anyone to look back on. Like, I don't have anyone to, I guess, check for reference. Um, I, I don't know if I'm doing things better. And that's hard because you're just like, I, I, I don't know what I'm doing right now because I'm doing everything new and everything fresh and I'm trying to do the complete opposite as to what was done to me like and you just you don't know and then you just feel guilty because it's just like well am I doing things right am I doing too much am I not doing enough and it's just like this vicious cycle that runs through your mind all the time because you want to be such a good mother and you want to just show so much love to your kids I also feel that because we felt not good enough to our own mothers, we feel not good enough to be a mother. But if you ever thought that, that automatically already makes you a better mother. Because we're always consciously aware of our kids and our kids' wants and our kids' needs And I don't know about you, but that's more than I can say my own mother did for myself. And it's hard trying to do all of this, like, brand new and and fresh, right? And you have a lot at stake. You have someone's life, someone's well-being, someone's mental well-being, like, in your hands. And that is an immense amount of pressure. I get it. I worry about this all the time. Like... The times that I unfortunately do lash at my out at my kid because, well, you know, I'm human and I'm still learning things and I do apologize to her. I always make sure that I apologize to her and I always make sure that I validate every single one of her feelings, whether I agree with it or not, you know. Um, and I just try my hardest to be there for her and I just hope that one day it is enough. To everyone out there who is mothering unmothered, I see you and I feel you and I 100% understand how hard it is 
I doubt myself 24-7. I overthink what I am doing 24-7. I wonder if my child knows that she is loved and valid and seen 24-7. I want to make sure that she knows that she's that she's loved and that she's always been wanted and I want to make sure that she knows that she is so worthy of absolutely everything. I want her to grow up to be independent where at one point or another she's not going to need me anymore which it, you know it, it hurts because we're moms and we want our kids to always be around us but it's also our job to know that our kids are going to one day grow up and leave and our job is to make sure that they're independent enough to do so you know our our children don't owe us anything and it's a privilege to have a relationship with your child once they are grown and I just hope that she realizes that I truly did try my absolute best to make sure that I gave her the best possible life ever I don't know if I'm doing any of it right. (laughs) I truly don't. Um, But it's times when I can see her little face. And it's times where I see just like how happy she is. That I think, "Mm, maybe I am doing something right. And you know, anyone who's, and I've said this a million times before. Maybe I'm just biased, but. You know, anyone who's ever been around her, like, just knows the joy and the love that this little girl, like, shares with the world. Like, she just has something about her that's just, like, everyone absolutely loves. And I would like to hope and give myself credit that that is because of me and because of the love that I show her, because of the grace that I give to her, and just because of the way that that I've been raising her. This is an episode that I have been wanting to record for a while and I just didn't truly have the guts to talk about it, (laughs) but you know, like I said, I'm not going to fight with whatever is telling me to talk about it because I'm sure that during this time of, of Mother's Day, there's a lot of us who are grieving what we wish we had, but just know that you are giving your children exactly that. You are giving your children exactly the mother that you've wanted and exactly the mother that they absolutely need. All right, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this one up. Happy belated Mother's Day to absolutely all the mothers out there who listen to this. Um, Whether you are a mother or want to be a mother or going to be a mother or hope to be a mother to every single person. I hope you all had a wonderful Mother's Day. But with that being said, I do hope that you have a good rest of your day or night, depending on when you're listening to this. And don't forget to live your life, love your life, and love your anxiety. (music) Thank you.